0: Welcome to the Super Villains Podcast. This is DL, joined by Heister. What's up? And Maje. Hey, yo. And, um, this is a regular Inept Supervillains episode. Uh, should, I, should I do this part of the numbered episode, or should I make this a special episode?
1: I guess special, being that it's going to be a long-form story, and I don't think we've done that before. Well, we have separately, but, you know. Yeah, as,
0: uh specials all right so this will be our special number four yeah yeah Uh, yeah shit i don't know that that sounds right yeah that yeah that's right um and this is going to be probably our toughest subject to hear it's been my toughest to read over the last couple of weeks although (laughs) i pretty much wrote all of it last night and this morning (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long week, rough week for uh, Majan and I as well. But you no, know, we'll get through this because we black men, and that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's get some laughs in because this is going to be rough. In November of 1898, white supremacists overthrew the democratically elected government of Wilmington, North Carolina and killed approximate, approximately 90 black men, women, and children in the only successful coup in the United States. Shit. Yeah. Once referred to as the Wilmington Race Riot, it is now known politically as the Wilmington Insurrection and socially as the Will. Massacre. As well it should be. Because it was. It's a little bit of both, yeah. It was, uh, but it was in no way a race riot. To begin the story of these horrific events, we must, I'm sorry, we're going to have to start at our collective history as Black Americans. Slavery. But don't worry, I'm not going to go into all of the horrors of slavery will jump to the end. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it's, uh,
1: it's, it's terrible all throughout. So, I mean, pick a part. Pick any point. It's it's terrible. Regardless.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to go through the whole bondage, horror, No. yada, yada, yada. No. No. Um, the Civil War officially ended on April 9th, 1865, when uni- Union forces defeated the Confederate Army, Forcing them to rejoin the Union, Abraham. <laughs> Let me get a drink. Mm. President Abraham Lincoln had signed the Proc- had signed Proclamation Ninety Five, also known as the Emancipation Proclamation, in September of eighteen sixty-two. So now, slave owners had to free their slaves, which they were none too happy about. But things weren't so great for these newly freed men and women, as they were now in a world that was and were supposedly free, but surrounded by enemies on all sides. See, contrary to popul- popular belief, i.e., what we're told, what taught, honest Abe didn't really want us around anymore and was pretty shocked when he learned that we had no intentions of leaving the good old U.S. of A. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: See, his idea was sending us to the, the uh, U.S. colony of Liberia. Yeah. But, I'm sorry, did somebody want to say something? Oh.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, fuck him. Because, you know, was <laughs> like, honestly, he was a good man. He freed the slaves. He wouldn't have did that. He... He even said, if I didn't have to free these motherfuckers, I would not have freed these motherfuckers. So, yeah, fuck
0: them. Mm, disagreeing.
1: Oh, wait, what? You don't say <laughs> fuck them?
0: I say fuck them, but not for that.
1: Oh, well, that's that's why I say fuck them.
0: Um, he, all, he says he always found slavery wrong, much like many in, in the North. But, you know, still, they were black people.
2: Yeah. Right, Find, finding slavery wrong didn't mean he wanted to live and work with black people as equals.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um fuck him. So, but after meeting with a prominent ab- abolitionist like the uh, like a uh, Nathaniel Paul, he realized that he would be making a very cruel mistake in itself by shipping us all off to Liberia. Um, where we would not be able to survive, die of, die of diseases. It, it, we were too far gone, and there was not enough money to make sure we were all fed. Um, According to Honest Abe, <clears throat> in his Peoria speech, if all earthly power were given me, I should not know what to do as to the existing institutions. My first impulse would be to free all the slaves and send them to Liberia, to their own native land. But a moment's reflection would convince me that whatever high hopes, as I think there is, there may be in this, in the long run, its sudden execution is impossible. If they were all landed there in a day, they would all perish in the next 10 days. And there are not supplies, shipping surplus money, enough to carry, uh, uh, enough in the world to carry them there in as many as 10 days. So we can get into some other dickish shit Abe was doing when he wasn't out hunting vampires, but <laughs> he's not really the subject here. Oh, And he ultimately did some alright shit, did some good shit. But our subject here during this segment was the nearly four million freed black men, black men, women, and children left to make it in a world not made for them. Four million. That's a lot. Yeah. Many had nowhere to go and no money to survive. Uh, living on the streets with little to eat, they became susceptible to disease, such as the smallpox outbreak. An outbreak that took the lives of one quarter, around one million, free black people. Wow. Um, white people with access to medicine and such didn't give a shit because, much like AIDS, drugs, and gun violence, they saw it as a problem that could only affect those people. They even went so far as to move away from the areas where there were large populations of black people in the the earliest instance of white flight in U.S. history. Uh, Yeah, white flight's always pretty interesting because we had a good uh, thing of that here in Chicago. Yep. Uh, Back in the 60s. The government eventually stopped sitting on their hands and sent more troops... As the South was occupied by Union troops, so they wouldn't, quote, rise again! <laughs> <laughs> and they sent along medical assistance, although too little and poorly funded, to protect and help the newly freed people. This was followed by the Carpetbaggers and a period in history called Reconstruction.
1: Carpetbaggers sounds like porn. Oh, <laughs> God.
2: Lesbian <laughs> porn. <sighs> It's probably out there somewhere. What's the rule that if you can think of it, there's porn for it? Is it a rule? Yeah, forty-seven and twenty-nine. Yep,
0: rule forty-seven. If it exists, there's porn for it. All right, moving on. Uh, They also established the Bureau of Refugees, Freedmen, and Abandoned Lands to provide food and shelter for the newly freed people. Uh, The Thirteenth Amendment, which freed the slaves, the Fourteenth Amendment. They granted black Americans equal rights under the law, and the 15th Amendment, which gave all men the right to vote, really pissed off white Southerners, especially the conservative Democrats. Confederate Democrats were taking, taken out of political power because, well, they tried to ghost the Union. <laughs> they tried to take their, con- their states and leave and form their own shit. But they lost the war and the Emancipation Proclamation ended any support or recognition they would get from Europe. You know, because Europe did not support slavery. Much right. like the North, they didn't support slavery, but didn't exactly see us as equals and desirable to be around. Yeah. Because, you know, Europe, slavery, not a good look. And they commit genocide regularly
1: on a regular basis
0: (laughs) yeah that's kind of they that's kind of their gift to the world yeah like the
1: that 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 dark age thing that happened that was that was dark the dark ages i don't know i'm i mean i know you know isn't that europe ain't that europe i don't know history europe right dark ages killing people yeah yeah white folks i'm
2: i'm thinking more of the explorers that would just go into it areas where you know and wipe out the indigenous tribes
1: oh yeah i mean yeah that too i was just thinking that in general europeans have been like the mvp when it comes to mass murdering anyone
0: who doesn't look like them
2: well yeah columbus Columbus comes to mind right away
0: yeah yeah um anyway all just really amped up the hostilities of cletus and karen's ancestors Causing them to, <laughs> causing them to lash out at black people simply trying to live life. Dust birth that infernal band of inbred snaggletooth no chin having fuck nuts known as the Ku Klux Klan. They didn't want us voting or going to church, or doing anything anything other than being under th- under their thumb. They didn't even want us to leave the damn com- country because, you know, we were cheap labor. Capitalism. Mm. Yay! Oh. But anyway, after old Honest Abe got his wig split in the theater, nah. his vice president, Andrew Johnson, a conservative Democrat, was left with the responsibility of rebuilding the country. He believed the Southern Democrats should be the ones to determine what rights former slaves should have. Here's a hint. None. Hmm. You think they wanted to give rights?
1: I mean, it's the good thing to do, you know. It's the the Christian thing to do, just saying. I mean, they do read the Bible
2: as I did. You know, I would think
1: the Christ would be like, we should... What did Christ say? All men are created equal. No, that. that, that well, that's
2: right that's right. the thing. That's the thing about white supremacists. They're able to use the Bible to justify slavery and and subjugating black people.
1: Hmm. Mm, I can also throw a Bible hundred miles an hour and kill you. I can't. But I can't. when the eighteen sixty
0: six congressional election came, Republicans took over Congress. This was due to people being tired of Andrew Johnson shit. <laughs> Sadly, when white people feud, black people suffer. The Republicans started... <clears throat> I'm sorry. The Republicans taking over the lead... I'm sorry. What the fuck did I write here? Uh, oh, give me a moment. Oh, I got it. Uh, the Republicans are taking over led to horrific violence. Such as the Memphis... I'm laughing because I just wrote this stuff this morning and I never proofread it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I suck. But Republicans taking over led to the horrific violence such as the Memphis riots of 1866, which saw 46 black people killed, 75 injured, over 100 robbed, 5 raped. Damn! along with 91 homes, four churches, and eight schools burned. Jesus. Yeah. Um, the New Orleans Massacre of 1866 saw over 150 casualties, including 44 dead.
2: Damn. God damn. Yeah.
1: Anyway,
0: in 1877, some shady shit and flat-out corruption Uh, went on between the Democrats and Republicans, leading to uh, Rutherford B. B. Hayes becoming the next president. While a Republican, part of the bargain the Democrats came to, see, it, it started with the Electoral College and people saying who and who wasn't an elector and yada, yada, yada. So they came to a whole compromise that, hey, yeah, Rutherford B. Hayes can be president, but y'all got to move Confederate, I mean, Union troops out of the South.
2: So the Electoral College has been a pain in everyone's ass for de- for centuries then.
0: Since pimping been pimping, player.
1: Yeah, their college, the Electoral College ain't shit. And if anyone tried to tell me that it's American, you can suck my ass.
0: No, it was there to keep people empowered as the ones choosing who would else would be in power yeah not all men are created equal and given the right to vote no
2: and it's how we got an actual blatant white supremacist as president in the modern day
1: yeah if the electoral like the last two times it's worked it's got us bush which gave us forever war and most recently trump so yeah yeah
0: yeah um but uh, without the troops, what little protection we had was gone. Um, but black people did learn a lot through all of this. Most importantly was the power of community and that cities where we could live together and close to one another for protections were the places for us. Which brings us to the the specific topic of this episode, Wilmington, North Carolina. North Carolina, come on and... Re- I'm sorry. This, terrible. That was inappropriate. It was. Please stop. Whatever happened to P.D. Pablo? No, this isn't about him.
1: I uh, <laughs> last checked, he was still kinda kinda. <laughs> kind of rapping. Kind
0: of.
1: Kind of.
0: Kind of, you know. Kinda. All right. In the 1860s, before the Civil War, Wilmington was the largest city in North Carolina. It had over 10,000 residents, which we don't see as a lot today, but it was a lot at the time. And most of them were black, who worked at its busy docks and as servants, laborers, and, and so forth. After the war, this number increased. And these freed men and women brought their skills as carpenters, mechanics, plumbers, wheelwrights, blacksmiths, and even jewelers. Uh, people, black people went from being just the servant and server class to uh, actually being skilled uh, business owners and laborers. Especially after, you know, you know, they're rebuilding from a war. They were in demand. Were one of you about to say something? Uh,
2: no. no, not me.
0: Okay. During the 1890s, black people owned 10 of the city's 11 restaurants, 90% of its 22 barbers. They owned markets. They were boot and shoemakers, tailors, uh, the f- country's first daily black-owned newspaper. The Daily Record was there. Uh, which was owned by uh, brothers Frank and Arthur Manley. They even held elected positions in government as members of the Republican Party. But it must be said that for the population of North Carolina and Wilmington, they were grossly underrepresented. Uh, Black people made up 55% of the city's 25,000 Citizen population, and only held about ten spots. The highest of which were aldermen. There were like three of them, but like say they had a circuit court judge, uh, a couple of police, some fire guys, other um postmaster. But ultimately, yeah, not a lot. But despite this economic power, they own practically no property in Wilmington. Under 8% of the property in Wilmington was owned by black people.
1: Is that not crazy? That's fucked up. That's real fucked up.
0: We had all that shit and that's all. Fuck y'all. See, despite the economic power, they were still black. I hate you. When I the hate freed,
1: you. who me? No, not you. Just and just like God damn it, like it did so much. They were motherfucking rocking shit and it'd be like, you only have eight percent. Like that's fuck out. fuck everybody. All right,
0: I'm mad. When the Freedmen Bank collapsed, many blacks lost their savings. Thus, they didn't trust banks or other financial institutions. They also saw debt as another form of slavery which they weren't really looking to get back involved with
1: oh no oh no 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 and they,
0: also, they weren't they weren't wrong no 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 also credit and loans held a higher interest rate for black people than whites twice as much oh
1: these motherfuckers just don't want us to prosper at all these motherfucking homies. Oh,
0: no, yeah, why would we even want to get involved with that? Yeah. Especially since while they had a thriving middle class, uh, they were paid less than whites for the same work. Yep, of course. So they got paid less, but were expected to pay more in taxes. Remember that debt slavery metaphor? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But still, they were doing their thing. So much so that even poor whites soon aligned themselves with blacks and Republicans to try to better themselves. See, the conservative Democrats, and that's going to be a phrase I use a lot. Because I don't want to help with the, uh, I don't want to cause any confusion. Uh, they were getting back into power after Rutherford, bitch Hayes ended reconstruction. Uh, They were able to gain significant political power in North Carolina. I'm going to read directly from uh, the Wikipedia article because this shit was too wild for me to try to word myself. Democrats regained control of the state legislature in 1870, after the KKK was suppressed by the federal government through the Force Act of 1870, a n- new paramilitary groups arose in the South. By 1874, chapters of the Red Shirts, a paramilitary arm of the Democratic Party, had formed in North Carolina. Democrats developed a plan to reverse, home rule, meaning local officials would no longer be elected but appointed by the state since they controlled the higher state legislatures. They began circumventing legislation by taking over the state's judiciary and adopting 30 amendments to the state's constitution, including a lowering of the number of judges on the state Supreme Court putting the lower courts and local governments under the control of the state, rescinding the the votes of certain types of criminals, mandating segregated public schools, outlawing interracial relationships, and granting the General Assembly the power to modify or nullify local governments. By adopting these, the Democrats became identified the, as the would-be bastions for white Americans. However, their control was large, largely limited to the western part of the state uh, within counties which were, where there were very few black people. As the Democrats chipped away at the Republican rule, things came to a head with the gubernatorial, uh, campaign of Zebulon B. Vance, a former Confederate soldier and governor, Vance called the Republican Party "quote begotten by a scallywag out of a mulatto and born in an outhouse." What the fuck? Wow. Through Vance, the Democrats saw their biggest opening to the beginning of implementing their agenda in the eastern part of the state. Yeah, so, yeah, that's from... uh, Those three paragraphs were directly from Wikipedia because that's some pretty wild boy shit.
1: That's some fucked up wild boy shit.
0: Damn. Mm. Now, conservative Democrats... Uh, ruled in favor of banks, railroad, and general capitalism while fucking over poor farmers in the area as well. And when the U.S. plunged into the Depression of 1892, thanks to conservatives favoring business and not people, a lesson the country never fucking learned. North Carolina farmers and others formed a populist wing of the party, but eventually split off from the conservative Democrats as, as they could not get their voices heard or any work done within the party. That party teamed with the Republicans and black voters to form the Fusion Coalition. Individually, neither progressive Republicans nor populists can stand against the Democrats. But working together, they worked to advance issues that they had in common and endorse and not run against each other in elections. The coalition won every major election in North Carolina in 1894 and 1896. And later, they got the governor's office. So that's cool. That's real good. Good job.
1: Doing big things. Hopefully it lasts. (laughs) (laughs) We
0: wouldn't be doing this episode if it did. Uh. Uh, They overturned a lot of the gerrymandering and returned to state the state to home rule. They tightened the regulations on railroad and reformed tax laws and kept interest rates. In short, they were doing what needed to be done for the state citizens, not the wealthy.
1: Mm. that's
0: okay this makes sense now (laughs) in fact black politicians held office all over the state but it should be noted that they were it did not reflect the population you know it was what was it like maybe they they (laughs) the number of black officials maybe represented about ten percent of the black population. Wow. Right? Um, so yeah. Yeah. No.
1: Not not equally
0: distributed, but you know. No, not. Hey. No. no you, they were not ruled by their own. No. But shit wasn't all hunky dory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow,
0: I wrote that and didn't even catch ooh what I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, Freudian slip? Oh, no, that only has to do with dicks. Oh. Never mind. There was still the usual white supremacist nonsense. Of course. But with the economic and little but they had it, political power, black people in Wilmington were living relatively peaceful lives. Hope it lasts. Well, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh god! But they were living on a powder keg. Oh god! Yeah,
1: it's yeah. It just it just sucks because we 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 know what's gonna happen, and it's like it seems like a good this seems good going on, but it's going good so far, real good, and then,
0: yeah, yeah. This is how you build a striving so- uh, striving society. Or oh, a good horror movie. No <laughs> oh, god. All right. Rich white people weren't happy. How <laughs> they ever? No. Even though black people were the majority in Wilmington, they only paid four hundred thousand of the city's six million in taxes. Mm. You know, because while they made more money and owned more land and set up a system that black people couldn't or it was difficult for them to own land and couldn't make any more money. They found this shit to be unfair. Oh, okay. Meaning the white people didn't really want to pay taxes. Yeah. Anybody catch any ongoing themes that we still deal with today?
1: It seems like we're telling the same goddamn story.
2: (laughs) Yes. It's, it's white people seeing equality as oppression. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, since blacks held a little power in the city, the rich people couldn't change tax laws to make us pay more. See, when reconstruction construction ended, black laws or Jim Crow laws started going around the south and parts of the north. Did you know that Illinois and Indiana wanted to be all white states?
2: (laughs) I think I... I I think I knew
0: that about Indiana. Uh, yeah, yeah, I knew. I knew Oregon uh, wanted to be in Montana. They can't Aren't they Montana? <laughs> no,
1: I don't know too many brothers in Oregon or Montana.
0: Portland, Oregon. Ah, the Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> there are more black people than just the Trailblazers. Wait, are the Trailblazers even? A thing still? Yeah, Damien Oh, no, Damian I'm thinking Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, 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 no. yeah Washington also yeah. wanted to be a white state. That whole upper region. But back to the story. Yeah. Segregation was being pushed and black people were starting to suffer under the weight of injustice. Like when I mentioned the New Orleans Massacre, which took place in a state where black people were the majority. And Wilmington black people, despite everything, were thriving. And as such, wouldn't allow a black tax and our allies would not allow unfair tax to affect poor whites as well. So there was really nothing these rich fuckers could do. (laughs) So rich white motherfuckers got big mad. (laughs) And they weren't the only ones. Poor whites who lacked the skills to compete With the cheaper black labor, were upset too. This sounds familiar. (laughs) Black workers did the jobs better and at a cheaper rate. So how could how could they compete? This wasn't fair. This sounds real familiar. Yeah. What's what's funny is they learned these skills as slaves.
1: Ah, that's. Whoops. That yeah, when you say it like that, that's.
0: No, no, no. They're upset This is just ridiculous Yeah
1: like you're mad that we got skills That you forced us to learn That you didn't do because you couldn't do it Because you can't work in the sun And now you're mad that we do it better than you So you big big man Man fuck you Caucasian Well these were
0: also positions Such as plumbers Jewelers And a lot of other positions Not just working in the field They actually had skills. They were the best shoemakers in town. They were the best barbers. Still are. Yeah. So conservative Republicans found themselves losing ground to the fusion coalition. And since their economic policies wouldn't bring white supporters back to them, they found a way that would. Bringing them all under the banner of white supremacy. That sounds familiar, too, doesn't it?
1: It sounds real familiar. It's like we're telling the same story just years apart.
0: Mm. We actually tell U.S. history tells this story over and over again.
1: Uh, Of course it does.
0: Um, Maji and I had to attend a home-going ceremony for an older cousin of ours yesterday, and my aunt was officiating the service. And remember when she said uh, she she's not one to cry because she was raised by Mississippi women. Yeah our family came from like a big mom bought Aunt Ernestine, your great grandma and my grandmother uh, from Mississippi during the great migration yeah of 19, of the 1920s. So, uh, yeah, that was another period when black folks saw some shit and had to flee. Yeah,
1: Yeah. because fucking this. I'm upset now. Well, I've been upset, but this shit is made. God damn it. All right. All right.
0: So in 1897, they hatched a plan to spread hate and fear of black people that would forever change the lives of black people in America. The effects of which I would say we're still f- feeling to this day. Conservative Democrats started accusing Republicans of corruption. While there was the usual political nonsense, the corruption they were speaking of was spending money on schools, prisons, and other social needs. Ah. Oh. Okay. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Medicare? Yeah. Medicaid? What? prisons we can privatize those they also leaned heavily on racism saying black people were untrustworthy and uh, accused us of being and having us being able to vote and hold political positions was a form of corruption in itself At statewide, the conservative Democrats pushed a relentless white supremacy campaign painting black people as a threat to white people and the virtue to uh, uh, as a threat to white people and their virtue and that white people were in danger if they suffered to live under quote, Negro rule. Yes. Go ahead, let it. Go ahead, let it
1: I'm, out. I'm just laughing because I mean, I remember it. <laughs> It just sounds very really like when I'm listening to like people talk about uh, when Obama was president. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like, y'all, y'all lived under a black person rule. We lived so much worse. Like, no, y'all fucking did. But I digress. I digress. This is just... And they,
2: they would just constantly talk about how much corruption was supposedly in the Obama administration. Right. And, and yet they support some dude that's been committing crimes blatantly left and right.
1: Right. This motherfucker... Like, mm-hmm. I hate y'all Like y'all talk about This man's wife Being a man But the moment We bring up The Melania Trump May have been a prostitute Back in the day sorry Call girl <laughs> Y'all get up and on Sex worker I'm sorry Sex worker I've seen this woman's breasts It's Oh my god I hate people
0: They're not that impressive
1: They're really not. Um, they could've did She could've got it better
2: She could've did she could've, Trump could've bought her Some better ones Although it's, it's weird, to, not not to get us even more off the topic, but it's weird to see her like 10, 12 years ago or however long ago it was because she looks completely different. Yeah. Like she doesn't look as android-like as she does now. Yeah.
0: No, she looked human back then. Um, <laughs> now, this wasn't just some word of mouth or a small leaflet campaign. This shit was a full on conspiracy involving a whole bunch of white motherfuckers. One such group was known as the Secret Nine. The uh, name, since it's not so secret now, is Hugh McCrae, J. Allen Taylor, Hardy L. Finnell, W.A. Johnson, L.B. Lasser, William Gilchrist, P.B. Manning, E.S. Lathrop, and Walter L Paisley, I say their name because if uh, you have any of these people's last names, you should hate that.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, did we go in any further to see if they maintain any political aspirations afterwards, or are they?
0: Oh, oh, yeah. You think we're not going to? Good job, L, on the research. <laughs> their goal was to bring Wilmington back under conservative Democrat rule. The newly elected Democratic State Party Chairman, Furnifold Simmons. That's a dumbass name. The
2: fuck? (laughs) Isn't that part of an airplane wing?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's where they hide the uh, furniture at in the airplane. (laughs) (laughs) The Furnifold. He was tasked with developing a strategy for the Democrats to win the 1898 campaign. No, this should be, I should say that this was a statewide campaign, not for offices in Wilmington itself. Uh, Furnifold understood Southern politics and knew race was a huge issue. Sounds familiar. And he admitted to taking notice when the previous year, Mario Butler wrote in his newspaper, The Caucasian.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Sounds- Sounds like ah, uh, I can't even
0: say it. There is but one chance and but one hope for the railroads to capture the next legislature, and that is for the nigger to be the, to be made an issue. I
1: hate him. I hate him so much.
0: Mm-hmm. He knew that pushing race would override all political issues, even the financial ones. He began working with the Secret Nine who who uh, brought the funds and the political and social connections and they created a strategy called Write, Speak, and Ride. The former would create propaganda, the middle would speak it, and the latter would ride around on horseback looking tough and shit.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so if while the speaker's speaking... If somebody said something to him, the big dude on the horse would come and scare him or whatever.
1: Oh. I wish you were yeah. bring
0: this to modern times because
1: there would be a bunch of black dudes like, I wish that motherfucker on that horse would come near me. Hey, bring that motherfucker down and take his horse. And I'm just upset. I just want people to get injured. And-
0: he also had Tom Jarvis relay a promise to, quote, lar- the large corporations... If the Democrats won, the party would raise, wouldn't not raise their taxes. So mm-hmm. they're on board.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I'm with it.
0: Simmons got the editors of the Raleigh News and Observer and the Charlotte Observer and other Democratic-supporting publications to publish articles and cartoons portraying black people as incident, ill-willed, and disrespectful of whites, corrupt, unjust, and looking to soil the virtue of white women.
1: Which is, well, besides the last part, completely untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, every time I look at like old, like black movies that take place during the time, black folks just trying to be black, just trying to be, survive, just trying to walk down the street, just trying to stay the fuck out of the way, but it's always something where it's like they trying to speak. no these motherfuckers are trying to live mm-hmm. and, and have relations with your white women but that's besides the point that, that that black fella is wearing
2: a
0: hat how dare he nah I, that kind of shit to get your ass in trouble
1: right I, I was watching this documentary and this man was like during it's a little bit further ahead but it's like during the war the, uh, World War II when like black folks was like making money doing like the, the war boom he's like as soon as black folks started getting like a little bit equal to white people shit went downhill he was like my cousin got a, a a ticket for driving sixteen miles an hour in a fifteen mile power lane. They were just looking for any reason to beat up black people, and it was it's just like there's no stopping this shit ever. You heard mm-hmm.
2: that you, you heard that story that um, Harry Harry Belafonte told, right? No, please tell. Where he was driving down, I think it was Rodeo Drive. It was somewhere in Beverly Hills, with the you know because it's it's Harry Belafonte in the '60s. He's got a really nice car. Yeah. He got he got stopped. I think. Virtually every five feet by cops, because they were just harassing him, and it was like, "Are you sure this is your car?" It's like, "Yes, it's my car. Here's yeah. my license. Here's my registration." And they would just keep stopping him to the point where he was just like, you know, where he wouldn't want to come back because yeah. they didn't want they didn't want him there.
0: <sighs> okay. Now. And they inferred that the fusion, that their fusion allies, the white people part of the fusion, uh, coalition, they implied that they were cucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> the words they use were supporting, quote, Negro domination, but yeah, cucks.
1: Okay, well, you yeah, know, is what it is. <laughs>
0: Simmons summarized the party's platform when he stated, North Carolina is a white man state and white men will rule it and they will crush the party of Negro domination beneath a majority so overwhelming that no other party will ever dare to attempt to establish Negro rule here.
1: Son of a bitch.
0: Party it's leader.
1: Like, hmm? Go ahead. I'm just, just I going to say, it's like all these people talk tough shit, but y'all wouldn't say this to our faces. Like you wouldn't come mm. down my town in my face and say this shit. Chick.
0: I'm mm. sorry. Party leader Daniel Shink added, it would be the meanest, vilest, dirtiest campaign since 1876, the one that got Rutherford in office. Uh, the slogan of the Democratic Party from the mountains to the sea will be but one word nigger. Wow, damn. <sighs> Through all of this blatant hate, fear mongering, and racism, the conservative Democrats referred to themselves as redeemers, they oh. were bringing North Carolina back under w- white rule. Hmm. Before I get into their campaign against black men, what they said about our sisters was pretty fucked up too. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Media and propaganda portrayed black women as loud, vulgar, angry, and promiscuous. Sounds familiar. Yep. When black women tried to push to get the same courtesy and treatment afforded white women on public transportation, you know, like the conductor helping them on to the train or trolley or whatever the fuck they rode on uh, they were accused of throwing a tantrum and trying to rise above their station getting uppity
1: oh it was uppity god damn
0: and of course black men were portrayed as violent rapists sounds familiar sex starved maniacs with a thirst for white womanhood
1: sounds familiar
0: you know, I feel really bad watching all those black.com videos now.
1: I don't. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them harder. Make them feel it. Make nah, it I don't,
0: don't like black raw. That's just a little too rough for me. Yeah,
1: I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: like, uh, it's like, not about what you like. It's
0: no, not, no. I'm a smooth do, brother who's nice with it. But anyway. Do it to, see, <laughs> to see just how horrific and widespread this narrative of black rapists was, we have to take a trip to Georgia where prominent we white to? were prominent women suffragists and later the first woman US senator Rebecca Latimer, Latimer Felton said to the Georgia Agricultural Society quote, "Of all the threat farm wives face there is none greater than the black rapist due to the failure of white men to protect them"
1: are there any statistics of how many black men actually rape white women because I want to know the statistics on how many women black men were raping white women because I've heard this this scenario many a times the the black rapist is taking all the white women but I have not heard a legitimate statistic of how many black rapists rape white women
0: I'm guessing well they say now that less than 2% of rape cases rape claims are false so back then it had to be considered considerably less and they're
2: they're they're not they're i mean we don't you can't expect racism to involve facts like they're they're acting on fear they're just yeah playing up the fears that are already there fear and hatred yes oh no a black man might might you know rape my what he's really thinking is a black man might have sex with my wife or yeah my daughter, and, or my and sister me, and make her feel things Ooh, she ain't never okay see what y'all smoke.
0: bought what y'all saying i don't mean to cut you off yeah. but um that comes into play
1: oh god yeah. damn yo
0: yeah she advocated that white men should resort to vigilante justice as a way of protecting white women quote when they're Is not enough religion in the pulpit to organize a crusade against sin, nor justice in the courthouse to promptly punish a crime, nor manhood enough in the nation to put a sheltering arm about the innocence and virtue. If if it needs lynching to protect woman's dearest possession from the ravening human beast, then I say lynch a thousand times a week if necessary. I hope this bitch is taking dick in hell. She uh, currently has a portrait hanging in the Atlanta airport.
2: Are you fucking serious? Hey, hey, it's, it's real. It, it's, it's Georgia. It's Georgia.
0: shes She's the first female I, senator in the country.
2: I, I will burn I will the, the fucking airport down. Georgia is even more Bible built than the rest of the southern states. That is That is like... They make other southern states look at them and go, what the fuck? Georgia is rough. Georgia yeah, state-
0: Georgia was the state where for a while they couldn't sell sex toys. So people would have to sneak into other states to get them. And then if you got caught with them in your car, you could get in trouble.
1: Uh, that's cool. That's fine to daddy. But this bitch <laughs> still has, has a portion fucking hanging up, though. Like, like, know what it's been like. Just like I just want them. Like, I want some crusader. Just the the, to, just... su-
2: the suffragettes are still celebrated in this country, even though they were racist, racist as hell.
1: Okay, well, yeah, we not need to make a crusade in... about these motherfuckers and just print out their their actual comments and hang them next to their fucking porches and have them read out
0: loud. Um, the night I'm of sorry. terror, uh, the suffragettes in the con- in this country did not have it easy. No, they didn't. No, but no, no. If the, I, if you want to hear a nightmare, research the night of terror. You uh, will the, have night terrors afterwards.
2: God damn it! The leader, the leadership was was racist. Like I, oh. I won't take away from the terror that they went through, but I,
0: yeah. I I'm not taking a. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to take away what, what they, they fought did, for and what they went through,
1: but their leadership said. Yeah.
2: They, a, they, they caught it, hell the same way that you know the black civil rights uh, yeah. Oh yeah dude they, they were they, yeah, they yeah. were
0: beaten and tortured in jail
2: Yeah
1: What I'm getting at is When white men feel surface. threatened
0: everybody pays
1: Yeah this is You know I want to go back to funny episodes I'm all upset now and ready to well cause
0: we, a revolution Well I'm on page 8 of 12 so
1: God damn it <laughs>
0: Um, well, the transcripts of her speech and so forth were published in new newspapers throughout the country and North Carolina. In response, in August of 1898, the earlier mentioned Alexander Mandley of the uh, the newspaper owner of the Daily Record wrote an editorial refuting her claims. Uh, in the most inflammatory way possible
1: <laughs> I, think oh, I, I think I read the, I, I, I think I vaguely remember what he's saying but go ahead please, please Uh,
0: saying that the coupling of black men and white women were consensual and, o- and only oh, no. and only after he got he got bold or she got bored what's the relationship outed uh, uh, what well, he basically said is, white women love big dicks. Stop! No, that's not what he's saying. Uh, he didn't say that, but he but he meant no. It. Let me finish. He meant it. Let me Go finish. Ahead. Oh okay, God, I'm I know sorry. how you're gonna respond, but yeah. um, and that many of these men were biracial and understandably found attractive by white women.
2: Oh. It
0: should be noted that Manly was biracial and the son of a former governor. Yeah.
2: And it's like, that's your fault because y'all brought us over here. Yeah, we wouldn't be here if y'all didn't bring us in. You know, I mean,
1: hey, we uh, got big jank. So we um,
0: <laughs> he, he went on to say that it was hypocritical and unchristian to call for the protection of white women's virtue while denying the same for black women.
1: Yeah, it's, it's true. It is true, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm just you know, I'm sorry. I'm just like As soon as you say you know that's not Christian, it should be, you should be like you know that's right. But these <clears throat> these bitches, these bitches.
0: The the piece ended with you set yourselves down as a lot of carping hip, hypocrites. In fact, you cry aloud for the virtue of your wo- of your woman while you seek to destroy. The morality of ours. Don't ever think that your woman will remain pure while you're debauching ours.
1: Mm. You sow
0: the seed; the harvest will come in due time. Oh, she gonna take that seed? Oh Stop shit, it, my J.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna. I'm sure that didn't go over well. I'm
0: pretty I'm
1: pretty sure this shit went over like gangbusters. Prominent black
0: leaders immediately called for Manley to suspend the newspaper. <laughs>
1: hey, <nigga. laughs> I can imagine a conversation. Hey, nigga, damn, bro. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the, what the fuck? Run, run this past us next time.
0: I damn, mean, nigga. I mean, it's, it's true, but shit, nigga. God <laughs> damn. You said, the, you said the quiet part loud, man. Yeah. Within the next 48 hours of its publishing, it was reprinted with some distortions, <laughs> quote, distortions, uh, throughout the South. This gave white supremacists more ammo to draw on and they really ran the Black Beast narrative. Reports of black men being inappropriate to white women were the spark plugs of Tulsa, Oklahoma and the Rosewood, Florida massacres.
1: Oh my fucking God.
0: Now, there were others involved in this conspiracy overtly and covertly. Um, like uh, the circuit court was uh, involved in it in some way. It was it was a bunch of motherfuckers. But well, probably the most overt group were the Red Shirts. Red with, the, no. with the Ku Klux Klan dismantled in 1870, the Democratic Party had a paramilitary wing called the Red Because they wore Red Shirts. Uh, they would block black people from voting, force white people out of their home, homes to vote, shoot at black people if they tried to vote, and just shooting black people homes just for shits and giggles. Huh. And the Red Church in Wilmington were very aggressive. This was in no small part thanks to the efforts of Alfred W I mean Alfred M. Waddell. A former politician and lawyer, who had become out of work and was being a burden on his wife financially. But he was a gifted speaker and wanted to get back in politics, so he was the perfect face for the Democrats' new movement. Waddell was, quote, hired to attend elections and see that men voted correctly and to promote, quote, reign of terror and anti-black propaganda. They even established white supremacy clubs and said that every white man had to join one. Said Wilmington Alderman Benjamin F. Keith, many good people were marched from their homes, taken to the headquarters and told to sign. Those who did not were notified that they must leave the city as there was plenty of rope in the city.
1: Damn! Oh my god! Oh my god! In October 28,
0: 1898, they held a white supremacy convention where Major William A. Gerthy said, quote, white men would banish blacks and their traitorous whites even if they had to fill the Cape Fear River with enough black bodies to block its passage to the sea.
1: Fuck. Oh my god.
0: I told y'all this was the roughest shit we've ever done.
1: Uh, I just want everybody dead. I mean I know that y'all but I want them dead and no dead. God damn.
2: Just... what? Well, well they're, they're, all, they're all dead at this point. But.
1: I know, but I, I want to, you know, defecate their graves.
0: Just wait, they're still around to piss you off. Um, Waddell's speech was so inspiring that the Red Shirts left the convention and immediately started terrorizing <laughs> black citizens and their white allies. Oh, my God. In the eastern part of the state. They destroy property, ambush citizens with weapons, fire, and kidnap people from their homes and whip them in the night. With the goal of terrorizing them to the point where Republican sympathizers would be too afraid to vote or even register to vote.
2: Holy shit, I just thought of something. Hmm? Red shirts,
0: red hats, red baseball caps. Mmm. Okay, good one. Well, the Republican color is red, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> Coincidence?
1: I think not. Oh,
0: excuse me. Leading up to the election, the red shirts would hold parades where they would march with white women to show other whites <laughs> who and what they were fighting for.
1: You see these, f- these fat butts? stop,
0: Stop it. Okay. <laughs> now, every white person in town knew what was coming. Dude, they started this campaign... A year. The earliest meetings about this shit were like October of um uh, eighteen seventy seven. We are now approaching November in November of eighteen ninety eight. A year this shit has been going on. So, now with every white person in town they knew what was coming so that information had to head get back to the black populace yeah it had to either some drunk white person to spill it or a uh, sympathizer go hey yo some shit's coming <laughs> it, 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 it you don't that's way too many motherfuckers to be trying to keep yeah. a secret
1: yeah i'll just laugh because i'm just like hey hey my brother hey yo my brother listen listen it's just god damn like oh my god this is i'm upset i'm upset
0: just yeah some you the one that told me to do this
1: i thought it was not you know i mean yeah but you know i didn't know all the details i just thought we was gonna talk about the day of i didn't know we was gonna go back and talk about all this shit and now you know i didn't know we was gonna talk about women's suffrage bitches talking about niggas and shit i thought we were just gonna talk about you know the white man and evil but this shit is evil evil like can i, I continue
0: hurt. yes some black leaders told people to stay home while others told them to get out and vote. Black people were blocked from buying guns by whites who owned all the gun stores. So all they had were service weapons they had left over after serving in the Civil War. Whites, however, purchased a Gatling gun.
2: Get the fuck out of shit!
0: On election day, black men and many Republicans stayed home. Red shirts literally shot at people who came to vote. Even the governor almost got lynched by the red shirts when he came down to, tr- to try to calm the situation down. They were waiting and tried to get his, on his train and drag him out. In the end, the conservative Democrats won with what later historians would find was way too many votes. Of course. Well of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh areas that were all black all the votes were for Democrats. Of <laughs> course. Yeah. That, that shit when not have happened. Huh. The thing was, this was at a like I said earlier, a state level election. So the Fusing coalition's candidates in Wilmington we're still in power. Good. The following night, Democrats charged Waddell and his, quote, Committee of 25 to, quote, Directing the executions and provisions of the, res- the resolution. Let, I, let me replay that. Direct, they charged them with directing the execution of the provisions of of the re- resolutions of, I shit you not, the White Declaration of Independence. In okay. short, it states that the Founding Fathers never meant for white people to suffer under Negro, Negro rule.
2: W- w- wouldn't the Declaration of Independence be the White Declaration of Independence? Because that shit didn't do anything for black people either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first order of business of this shitty committee. Was shutting down the Daily Record. The shitty 25 ordered 32 prominent black citizens to the courthouse, read them that declaration of white nonsense, and ordered them to shut down the paper by the morning and banish Alexander Manley from Wilmington. Yada yada yada, that shit didn't happen and Manley had already skipped town without anybody knowing.
1: Yeah, cuz fuck yeah, I'm getting the fuck out
0: of Dodge. <laughs>
2: I would have skipped town right after I published that shit. Like, guess what?
0: Mic drop. I'm out. Gone. So, not getting what they wanted, Waddell and over a thousand men went and torched the place, the, the printing press itself. When they finally let black firefighters near the building, they had to put out the blaze surrounded by armed, angry white dudes.
1: Man, fuck that shit. Listen <laughs> I have stood back like listen not today and I'd have took my shit off and walked home because
0: now I couldn't do it. Well, they had to put out the fire before it spread to other black residences and businesses.
1: Elliot, you must not know me.
0: <laughs> Weren't you just saying they won't say shit like this to your face, but here it go know, into your face? If I'm already you like surrounded
1: I'm if I'm already surrounded with motherfuckers with guns and I all I got is a a, a one shot? Ball and bearing gun. Uh, look, I lost his battle. These were the firemen. The
0: these didn't have. These dudes didn't have guns.
1: Yeah. Look. Okay. So gone. Going for home.
0: Um, rumors started to spread that a group of armed black men were gathering near the armory. Um, the white mob went and confronted them, which eventually led to a white man named William Mayo getting shot
2: May- mayonnaise really
0: yeah Yeah. somebody popped Billy Mayo
2: ah.
0: <laughs> we joke but that's when the fit really hit the champ yeah, yeah. the armory chief had called the, the governor for orders and help other cities from around the state and other states offered to send help But they weren't coming to protect the black people.
1: Oh, I thought they were... I thought this was a, a wholesome ending where they were going to no. protect the people who no. needed protection. No. The
0: governor ordered the light infantry to preserve the peace, which meant they went out and helped the white people. The Help gatling what exactly? Here he comes. Oh, my God. So the armed mob, the light infantry... Police, the Gatling gun, and a second large gun from the Navy stormed the black neighborhood of Brooklyn. They fired indiscriminately into churches and homes. It was a lie that churches were storing guns and arms. Wait, what? what guns? There were no guns and arms.
1: Yeah, I, saw, I mean, that was, yeah, okay.
0: Women were strip searched and many black people were killed. More troops were sent in, but guess who they helped? Many black people fled their homes to hide in the swamps. With the election, with the elected politicians, oh, I'm sorry, the elected politicians were then, at gunpoint, run out of town, and so were the black leadership of Wilmington. The white supremacist conservative Democrats then held a sham of an election where Waddell was named the mayor of Wilmington and a bunch of his other people all got positions throughout the city. The estimated death toll of the Wilmington black population is around 100. So many black people fled or were banished from the city that black people were no longer the majority. Their white allies were branded as race traitors and were also banished. Black people who stayed in Wilmington were pushed back into servant roles. Oh my God. And many lost their businesses. Those who owned homes were still allowed to keep them. Uh, some black leaders still in Wilmington, tried to keep the peace and told black residents not to cause any trouble and, you know, submit to white rule, don't rock the boat. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Around the country, black leaders were outraged but were ultimately powerless. Media coverage of the coup painted Wadella and the leaders as heroes of the, of the democracy and this shit was even taught in schools. Streets Parks and landmarks Were named for People who took part In the coup
2: Jesus Christ
0: Some to, still to this day How Houseway
1: I, Well I mean I know Cause you know we, Stone Mountain still has Four confederate leaders Etched into them But this is just like Like once you find out The truth of actually what happened Like everything Should just be like Yo reverse this shit This shit's stupid
0: Um uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But black residents of North Carolina never forgot. By the mid-1990s, practically 100 years later, the clashing narratives sparked an investigation. Using newspapers that reported on the events from other cities and states and historical accounts, the truth of of the Wilmington insurrection was revealed. But even up until 2007, formal resolutions by the state of North Carolina to issue an official apology were blocked by state legislature, later, later, politicians,
1: bitches, (laughs) straight (laughs) bitches.
0: Anybody want to guess their uh, chief point of contention in this apology?
2: No, please tell me. You're erasing our heritage.
0: No, Rightly. not that, or even the concern of maybe having to pay reparations or something. No, what they were really upset about,
2: yeah,
0: they wanted it, worded, that it was the Democrats who did it. The Republicans and part, party now wanted, oh. wanted it stressed that this shit was done by the con- Democrats. That's why I was using the term conservative Democrats.
2: Right, yeah.
0: Uh, and they proceed. Even now, I see motherfuckers trying this shit to use this narrative in this day and time that the Republicans—I mean that the D- Democrat—did all the bad shit. Yeah, that, that Lincoln was a Republican and he freed the slaves, and you, you know, know, we
1: don't have the fucking internet and can easily research that the party switched sides.
0: Yeah, they act like the sixties never. That uh, whole switch of the sixties never happened. Didn't fucking happen.
2: That and honestly, if you have to go back over a hundred years to point out something that your party did that was good for Black people, that's not. That's not good. That's uh-huh. not positive. Um,
0: also, as to what Madjay said a moment ago, there is a com- campaign, kind of like what the Daughters of the Confederacy did.
2: When the the civil
0: rights movement was really amping up, they changed the narrative. Excuse me. Came up with the whole, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights.
1: Right. Well, you say that, but it was about slavery.
0: Yeah. States' rights to own slaves. Um, I mean, the Rutherford B. Hayes thing almost turned into a second civil war. It was that while but um they are many are pushing that the truth that's coming out about Tulsa and Wilmington and uh, New Orleans and Rosewood they're saying that this is this is revisionist history that we are trying to paint white people as bad Wait, wait! Are you are you mean to tell me that by us telling the truth of what y'all
1: did, y'all y'all upset that we saying the truth?
0: History is written by the victorious.
2: But I'll go ahead. There's a streak in this country. uh, I mean, a streak in this country of people, and this goes back to what what we always say about people that claim to be liberal being almost worse than the people that are just blatantly racist. There's a streak in this country of supposedly thoughtful progressive or not even progressive like white people that say that they have your best interests at heart embracing and coddling these racists mm-hmm. because the that big problem during reconstruction was that the, the white people that won were like okay we don't want to punish them too much because we need to bring them back into the fold and it's like fuck them they just tried to secede from your country they're traitors
0: mm-hmm.
2: you, you shouldn't be embracing them yeah
0: after Wilmington, white supremacists had the fore plan to stop black progress and how to control the narrative, like they did with Tulsa. Basically, erased it from history. The South began to uh, really go hard in the oppression of black people. This was later utilized. In the infamous Southern strategy. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they learned that with which black leaders were good and to keep and to keep them around and which ones. Which ones were good to keep around and which to delegitimize and eliminate.
2: And when you mention the Southern strategy, that's one of those things that makes me think it's like, you think that by bringing up this past that we're revising history, we don't have to go that far back to show this, this baked in racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, your St. Ronald Reagan was doing this shit 30 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And conservative powers learned that when their economic policies began to hurt their constituents, and they start to turn against them. All they need to do is stoke the flames of racism, which are always burning just beneath the country. Sounds familiar, yeah. And that is an a, a very short version. <laughs> Man,
1: I don't of the Wilmington
0: know. insurrection.
1: I don't want to know the full
0: details. If it's,
1: if it's the short version. Um,
0: yes. More details were more about some of the issues with coinage. And I didn't get deep into a uh, railroad and bank corruption and all kind of shit. Uh, a lot of the white farmers were suffering in debt be- because of the banks and so forth. It, it just know that conservatives really were hurting everybody. Yeah. And when they were losing power and influence, they had to redirect that anger. Sounds familiar. Yeah.
1: Uh so this was fun? Was not. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only way to make this fun is every time one of us says sounds familiar, you take a shot.
0: Nah. Oh, I'm, God. We, nah, be, motherfuckers that be, die. We get too. Whatever alcohol poisoning. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. And the thing that made it, uh, what you said is most of this stuff is like reported as like a race riot. But when you go to the further details, it's more of a massacre than anything. It's, yeah, I, I didn't get into
0: the whole thing of how they shaped it as a race riot to paint Waddell and his fucknuts as uh, heroes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's.
1: I mean, we kind of figured that was gonna happen because all these are considered race riots, and they're not riots; they're all massacres.
2: And it it's not like it stopped there because we just saw that play out again and again, like into the twentieth century. Yep. Yeah. Where that shit played out, like
1: you even you even mentioned Rosewood and Tulsa, and also
0: Louisiana. Yeah, it's just. And the Black Panthers. Oh yeah! In particular, yeah. Uh, Fred Hampton
1: shot that man in his bed with his pregnant woman.
0: Yeah. Um, whenever, because tw- yeah, whenever we're building to something good, you gotta go. <laughs> well, we we saw that. I mean, where did the
2: NRA's reaction come from? Like we like the Republicans used to be all for gun control
0: mm-hmm. until the the, until Black, Panthers. the Black
2: Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Kept mm-hmm.
0: and, and Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers were building a coalition. The thing is, before crack, our neighborhoods, it's like what I said earlier, we learned the value of community. Yeah, eventually we might be outmanned and outgunned, but we knew as with a community, we could be together and strive and, and thrive. I mean, if you even look at all
1: the original gangs and like the Cribs and Bloods, it was like, we were just doing this to protect our own. The police want to protect us.
0: We built this shit so we could protect our own. Exactly. They were they were community the Black Panthers, community police started with community yeah. policing. They It's always this system of crushing anything we have. That's why. Crack worked so well. Crack is really why we are where we are right now.
1: And hey, wait, wait, can you remind me how did how did we get crack? Because I I don't think black folks have planes, did, did we? We didn't, no, we didn't have planes. We, no,
0: we we didn't have planes, and so, yeah.
1: So how did we get the crack?
0: Hmm. It, it,
1: it's not like a president traded guns for. Crack, right? That, nah, no, that wouldn't happen. That didn't happen, dude. It's it? a little it more didn't. complicated than that, but yeah, I mean, that's it's, a lot, of, it's a lot more complicated <laughs> than that. <laughs> I'm dumbing it down, but but legitimately, like the, all most of the troubles that, that like people say are black issues, like they didn't start within us.
0: Now, yeah, and I mean, when when I go into Inglewood neighborhood in Chicago, and I go. Until I uh, like yesterday, we were in on the west side of Chicago. You see where a once the you see the skeletons of a one the, no the corpse of a once thriving community. Yeah, one I, that was I, that one that was united.
2: I I when I was really little, I lived in West Englewood, and there there was a community there. There were like you know shops, and there were you know owned, like businesses owned by black people. By yeah. by people from the neighborhood, like they didn't leave the neighborhood after they left their their business.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Elliot grew up in over on Cedric, which is now known as Sedville. But I can remember, like, even though it was like considered one of the most dangerous, like a dangerous neighborhood, I didn't feel any danger at all because I'm like everyone in this neighborhood knows me. They know my family. Exactly. They know, where, they know where I go to school. My family knows your family. Your family knows my family. The, the man who runs the store used to ran the same store for years, so he watched my mother grow up. I never felt but fear.
0: The guns and the crack pushed in, it all became about money and getting what you want and people got addicted and started it it, it just
1: it, it remind me one more time Ellie, uh how many black gun manufacturers are in America?
0: <laughs> I can't think of any. Oh okay.
1: So uh we... we didn't do the crack and we didn't do the
0: guns, but no. these I. Right. So,
1: okay. Just just wonder.
0: Whenever they say, why didn't black people ever create their own communities like others did, we legit weren't allowed to ever. No. no. Um, uh, Latino Americans had trouble, but they were able to get in, but they still faced opposite the zoot suit riots. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it, it, they it was that isolation of the community then the redlining and the starving it out and just
2: i mean even even now like on a smaller level what is the reaction of white straight males whenever there's any progress whenever there's a non-white person in any role that they think should be filled by a white man Mm -hmm. what is the reaction this reaction of oh you're, you're trying to do this you hate white people you're doing this it's like no this is equality this is what supposedly this country is about.
0: Uh, it's it's that fear of being replaced and not being the default.
2: It's like, well, stop being mediocre and you won't get well, replaced. Yeah, just have a bigger <laughs> dick. You won't have a problem. I mean, come
0: on. Speaking of dicks, even porn is like racist and segregated. Well, not so yeah. much segregated, but <laughs> yeah, it pretty yeah. much is. It, yeah, is. it pretty much is. Yeah, oh, is. Now, nah, more de- nowadays, it's more. It's not so much, but it's still got its issues. It just more yes. ever puts the fetish, the fetishizing of ethnicity.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, you
0: know, it can be capitalized on. Rule forty-seven. Even racism can be capitalized on. Wow, there's point for that. Um, but
1: there's
0: yeah, so are we done here now? Can I like go drink and cry? Or <laughs> I mean,
1: oh, shit. I think if, if I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I'm probably gonna skim through Rosewood tonight and get more angry. No, nah, don't do that.
2: Yeah, go you watch, know what? I watch something happy.
1: You know what? I mean, I've never watched it, but I've never watched Mrs. Burning because I've always Ooh, don't watch that. that. I, exactly. No, i watch that. No one was in it. I just could never bring myself to watch it. But I think I want to know more. But I also
2: don't want to know more. Well, you you know my problem with Mississippi Burning, uh,
0: Matthew McConaughey.
2: No, that that's a time to kill.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry.
2: Mississippi Burning is the one that has the FBI agents as the heroes. Oh yeah. FBI shit. I got a, I got a huge problem with. It's like wait what? Mm. Yeah. Didn't didn't FBI like why it's that the king and
0: yeah uh my j if you really want to know the movies aren't the way to go no oh, okay. i mean you know how many people i who think the movie jfk is what actually happened
1: yeah okay i'm well, like that i guess so.
0: oh you were one of them too huh
1: no i never seen jfk no oh, okay no that one scene back into the left after he got his head blown off
0: oh um no uh just the relationships with oswald and yada 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 it's yeah it's all a big thing
2: oliver stone has done a lot of cocaine in his life so i don't trust anything he comes up with
0: thank you for listening to the nf supervillains podcast (laughs) our next episode will return to our comedy format (laughs) Uh, thankfully (laughs) more florida man stories Yay. More just wild animals tales. Some um, we would also talk about politics and society a bit, but you know, nothing this heavy. I hope.
2: Well, yeah, heavy, hopefully hopefully yeah. somebody else will get their ass handed to him in a debate.
0: <laughs>
2: wow. I would've went the fuck home.
1: <laughs> I would have went the he fuck just home. Got, He just got he got jacked. I would've been like, you know what? Warren? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Ward, and went the fuck home. <laughs>
0: Uh, Be sure to tune in and catch us do. If this is your first episode of the Inept Supervillains Podcast Listen to the Inept Supervillains Be the Inept Supervillains Not the Dollop Or uh, Last Podcast on the Left Or Behind the Bastards Or any of those other history uh, Storytelling podcasts <laughs> This is us stepping outside of our wheelhouse Right we're, but I did
1: enjoy it. I did enjoy it.
0: Yeah, enjoy it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad this is done because I've read and watched way too much fucked up shit. Thanks for listening. Peace and be safe. <laughs>